With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Attention Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have everything, and they got more stuff coming soon. I was just told that they have more stuff coming soon. So, fans, go to Anti-Forever USA today, and remember to use the special co- promo code PLATTY to get 10% off your purchase. That's P-L-A-T-T-E, and make sure you know that the P is capital. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Shop Anti-Forever USA today, antiforeverusa.com. everyone and welcome back to strictly hip-hop as always i'm your host chris platty and returning to the show once again is good friend uh my homie connor ennis of kickback hip-hop connor how you doing man great man how you been thank you for having me i appreciate it it's nice to be back uh back on the show it's been a while yeah man it's been a while um the big boy review we did uh we did together so check that out in the description if you missed that and um connor has his own his own youtube page at kickback hip-hop um look it up on youtube twitter everywhere it's dope uh it's dope and um hopefully i'll be on there soon to collab soon Uh, yes sir i um i've taken i've taken a little break from it but it'll be back and rolling here pretty soon dope 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 i'm excited to hear it i'm excited to i'm excited to see it do too because he does he does great uh breakdowns track by track really goes in depth on each track it's dope is it it's a different taste and I like it. Alright, but we are here to talk about Vic Mensa's debut album, The Autobiography. Yep. So for the little background information I'll give, um he's a Chicago rapper, member of the Save Money Hip Hop group, which featured Chance the Rapper. Uh Vic got his claim to fame kind of by his super popular feature on Chance's Cocoa Butter Kisses song off Acid Rap. That built upon that hype with his feature on Kanye West Wolves track and in 2015. He signed to Rock Nation 2016. He released the There's a Lot Going On right now each uh EP which received very well um very well critical uh praise. And then right before the release of the album, he releases a four track EP titled The Manuscript, which featured the two bonus tracks on the album, Rage and Oh My Goodness, featuring Pusha T 
and uh, two others which we can assume were just uh, vault tracks. But the autobiography also features productions from not only Vic Mens himself, but uh, Def Jam affiliates like Legendary No ID, who I believe is the executive producer of this album. So uh, it seems that there was a lot of support for Vic going into this album, uh, and it seemed like Def Jam was totally behind him. The Rock was totally behind him on this uh, pulling in, pulling in No ID, which is obviously, which is obviously a very big sign of um, of faith in Vic Mensa. So, how did you feel, Connor, coming into this album? Um, so I was a really big fan of. There's a lot going on, even though it was pretty short. Um, I've I've always been somebody who's like kind of listened to Vic on the side. Like he's really good at what he does, but he's not quite there yet, in my opinion. So when uh, when I heard that this album was dropping, I got really excited, but I wasn't too. I didn't I didn't put too much expectation going into it just because. He is still really young. He's got a lot to prove, and I don't think he's in his prime yet. But we will see that within the next few years. So I was excited, but I wouldn't say that um, I thought that going into this, this was going to be his best work that I'll ever listen to of him. Right, which is which is funny because I'll get to my overall thoughts later. Um, that ties in with that, but yeah, going into this, I was also very excited, quite frankly, because Vic is an artist that like like you um really caught me really caught my radar with that there's a lot going on right now ep um he kind of he he showed he showed a lot of potential there and um i didn't think i was going to get what i got with this album but uh but coming into it i was expecting it to be um i was expecting it to be deep and have a lot of meaning and stuff which it which it oh, does, yeah, and, and I was expecting it to be a cohesive story like this one, so it made sense coming in, and, like, these autobiographical albums, you know, like, The Good Kid, Mad Cities, The the Under Pressures, the, um, you know, so, and, and, and this album, too, the autobiography, and so these albums kind of really pull me in, like, I like this concept, I like hearing about other people's lives, and I think that when it's done well, this is, like, right up my alley, so I was very excited coming into it. Yeah, with a, with a name like the autobiography, you definitely have to show out. I mean, people are expecting right. some deep shit. They wanna, they want literally to see into your life and what you've gone through and all that. So there's a lot to live up to with a with a title for an album like that. Right. So let's jump into let's jump into the album. Um, I'll actually go ahead. I'll I'll toss it to the guest first. So why don't you go first and give me a track you want to talk about. All right, so the first track I want to talk about is Rolling Like a Stoner. Okay. All right, so when I when I listened to this song the first time, the first thing that came to mind was that I liked it. Um, it's, it's very close, but it's not quite there of being like a certified club banger. Right. Um, that's pretty much the best way I could put it. So it has like everything you need. Uh, it has no ID and Mike Dean production with super dope vocals on the chorus like i wasn't expecting that it wasn't something i've really heard from him not quite that good in that type of i don't know if you want to call it auto tune um whatever it is but i think the main reason that it falls short is just because of the verses that he laid um and it's and it's sad to say in this day and age but honestly like if he wanted this record to do really well in the clubs and stuff like that he needed to dumb it down a little bit um, what he was talking about was a little bit too serious and not like 
um, his emotion and it just like wasn't jumpy enough on the on the verses but with the chorus and everything he did a really good job um i enjoyed the song a lot it's something that i'll definitely listen to in like a party setting or you know just like in my car and stuff like that but i wouldn't say it's something that's really gonna like top the charts and in that um that aspect of like a club banger but it just falls a little bit short in my opinion yeah i agree with that i i don't think though that he was going for the club banger with this one um i think that this was just a song that he not not even just i i think he just wanted as something to 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 roll to quite frankly like the title suggests you know yeah i mean that makes sense kind of ride to um you know where you know, when you're in the car, that's a little bit more of a serious setting than than at a club per se. But yeah, yeah I I agree with you. Very infectious, infectious hook. Um, uh, very strong, very strong start to the album. Um, I like it. I like it a lot as um as it progresses in, and um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a like a, and, and this is something that I kind of felt throughout the whole album was. Vic Mensa kind of reminded me of like a clash of like Logic and Kid Cudi, and this was like this is like a very almost like Kid Cudi type. Like Vic Mensa, just like the the Kid Cudi inspirations appear for me throughout this whole album, and this is one of the tracks where it's strongest. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that, but like especially that song "Rolling Like a Stoner," like you definitely hear that like Cudi inspiration. And then as you go throughout this album, you, you see a lot of similarities to like some stuff Logic has done in the past and everything. But yeah, definitely. I agree with you. All right. So um, if you're cool, then I'll jump in with my track that I want to start. Yeah, with. definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. Um, the track I want to start with is the intro. And that's Say I Didn't. Um, All right. This soulful intro just gives me a vibe that's kind of like reminiscent of college dropout. Like a, um, to me, the hook the hook is so tight because Vic comes in with this like he comes through with this like great energy and like infectious pride and it kind of complements like the beautiful it's it's complemented by the soul sample which gives off such a strong feeling and it's it's just an amazing intro like this song really to me when I listen whenever I listen to that like it really builds up my expectations for the album it like gives it really makes this whole album seem like more like an important moment for Vic and it makes it the project itself seem important because it's got such this this strong vibe of like uh of of we're here this is significant this is a moment and so i i love this intro and i think to me it it brightens up the it brightens up the whole album and um i i wish he would have carried out, uh through with this sound a little bit more throughout the album yeah i that's funny like i wrote the same thing uh with the soulful sound but like yeah the this this intro was very nice um it worked really well as an intro but at the same time when i was listening to it or when i got done listening to it one thing that like popped in my head is like i think this actually could have been a really good outro to as well because he's right. kind of like flexing and stunning um and sometimes you see that with albums where it's like this is a really good intro, but it could have been a really good outro as well. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you you hear us, you know, you hear an intro and it's like, damn, that's definitely an intro to an album. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, very nice, soulful sound. Um, kicked the album off very well. Uh, the chorus was really good and catchy. And then I think it's super dope. Like not just Vic, but when rappers do what he did, how they have like that, uh, that swagger. 
or they're just kind of like stunting on everybody, but kind of like, like, yeah, man, I told you it was going to happen. Like you should have listened back then. And then I can always, always imagine just like, I try to like look back into this guy's life, um, where he's, you know, he's that guy that was coming up and he's just kind of like telling everybody that he's going to be a superstar one day, even though not, not Vic in in, uh, particular, but it, you see, it's kind of like the stereotype of like working fast food and just putting out like music on SoundCloud and people are kind of just like, okay, man. Yeah. Like you're working at McDonald's, you, you're putting music on SoundCloud that has like 400 listens. And then those same people like hear something like this or just see Vic now. And they're just like, damn, that's like really wild that he actually made it. And that's just kind of like what he's referring to. Just kind of stunting like, hey, man, like I told you this is going to happen. You should have listened. Right. Right. And it, and again, yeah, you, you said it when you said the outro that it feels like the or that this intro feels like an outro rather. I totally agree. I, I love it as it feels like it feels like you're ending on it. It feels like you could play it and end on a really good note. But it also, um, when it comes in, it just comes in so grand and so, um, and, and it just raises like this level of importance in it, and I love that. And I think that that's, I think that it works better as an intro to me because it kind of, it kind of starts it off strong. Um, yeah, true, sure, 100%. Yeah, so, anyways. Um, I definitely, I don't think there was any, like, there definitely wasn't a track on this album that, sh- like, should have replaced it for the intro. Like, this was right. definitely what should have been there. Right, um, but I'll I'll go ahead and toss it back to you then, because uh, so, so, it sounds like we're saying the same thing. So go ahead and jump into the next track you want to talk about. All right, uh, let's do coffee and cigarettes. Okay. Um, so, not just just kind of I'm just gonna kind of be a critic on this. Um, not that the song is bad by any means. I just didn't think the placement of this song on the album was right. I think like. Just because at this point in the album, this is what, track nine? Track number nine. So right. we had already heard a few other tracks where he's like talking about his relationship with uh, Natalie Wright. And I think this is like the third or fourth time on the album, and it's only right. nine tracks in. Um, yeah. It just seemed very repetitive. And like, I'm going to reference this to Logic as well because he Logic did this on everybody. Um, he talked about racial issues over and over and over. And it's not like those individual songs were necessarily bad. It just like got repetitive listening to the same thing or the same topic over and over and over. Um, So I don't know. It was the placement that I didn't really like that much. The song isn't great by any means, but it's real. And I think his talent as a writer shows on it very well, but not my favorite song. Not a bad song, not a great song. I just, I just didn't like the placement of it. But I, but I didn't mind the song at all. Really? Cause see, I, I hated this song. I'm. That's why I'm glad you brought it up because, um, you'll see that the songs that I p- picked, I, I tend to. There are three songs that I really praise on the album yeah. that I really wanted to talk on the album. So I'm glad that this, this was one of the moments which I'll tie in with my overall theme later. But okay. why I feel this album, um fell short in some areas to me and to me i just straight up did not like vic singing on here um i i didn't like i didn't like it at all and to me it just it just totally turned me off it seemed it seemed like it was 
it was uh it seems like it fit the theme like you said the the four or five records on this album that are talking about his his relationship but um again they this song in particular just seemed like a lesser version of all those especially when it comes to his vocal performance like i just flat out do not like his singing you like his singing on here no like i said like like i can listen to it i don't think it's a i don't think it's a terrible song i just it's not my favorite by any means it's probably like in my bottom two or three um i don't know did you did you like gorgeous um gorgeous i like as an individual song i didn't like on the album because i felt like gorgeous was that reach for the pop hit that's what i felt like it was um yeah yeah i see that i think see i think the kind of the way you feel about gorgeous is the way i feel about this song like i've i liked this song better than gorgeous i just really didn't like gorgeous at all i when i was listening to it i was like oh my god this song needs to end yeah i didn't i didn't love it per se but i I like it a lot better without the context of the album like because the album it just it just stands out so much as like a as like a a attempt for a pop hit yeah i see that and um but anyways back to back to this song like i just i just don't really like the vocal performance and i think that this song flat was the most flat in terms of in terms of substance too when it because like you said this is a recurring theme that he talks about but um this song he never really he doesn't really bring up much more to the topic that he hasn't already brung up on the other tracks the previous tracks yeah exactly so um if if you're cool with it, I'll switch to my next song. Yep. And Go that is it. that is Heaven on Earth. Alright, cool. Heaven on Earth um is to me, I, I love this song. It's amazing. Like yeah. Vic tells a story from the perspective of three different characters that like kinda interweave into one story about how Vic's homie um Vic's homie gets killed and so um and so he tells it from the, the perspective of Vic um, the friend who's murdered and the person who murdered him. And so it, it's, it's very, and, and so just on the surface level, I'm already drawn to the song because like I said, I'm drawn to storytelling. I'm drawn to these autobiography albums for moments like this. Like this is what I expected from this album. And, um, so the instrumental, it just features like this dark bass line with a little guitar riff and it clashed with this light soft kind of like chiming and, the lyrics show that same strong clash with the dark verses and like the light hook, which features that sample. It's from a song called Lamb by Heaven, and it's literally that's what the um, hook is. It's is a sample, but um, the vocals are redone. And it the the the, the instrumental itself it just creates like this kind of roller coaster of emotion where it goes through ups and downs. But like listening to the beat itself, like it almost feels like it almost feels like. Um, it's inevitable tragedy which the story ultimately is so like to me the production matches the the content so much on this song yeah yeah this this uh this song kind of blew me away it had me shook like at the end when yeah. i listened to it um but like i don't know i'm sure you also thought of this but like it's a lot like stan by eminem the way he yeah. like, just tells the story and stuff yeah um and uses especially, the, uses the writing effect right yeah and the, and the ending of kind of like how he the the killer realized that you know that was who he killed 
without right. knowing at the time. Um, but yeah, so right, that was the, the poetic first, justice. Yep, that was the first thing I thought about when I uh, when I heard the song, and like for me, Vic just really showed how great of a storyteller he can be on this song, and this song is like absolutely genius. Like, it's definitely not a rip of Stan at all. Like it's, it's a, yeah. it's a similar concept, but it's or similar concept, but it's not like he just like went and ripped the whole thing. Like it's his twist on it. hundred yeah. percent. Um, I thought like, so when I listened to it, the first verse, I was like, damn. And then the second verse, I was like, Oh shit. He's really rapping from the perspective of cam. And then, so that blew my mind. And then I heard the last verse which was him rapping from the perspective of the man that killed Cam and how he was like explaining the story of why he did what he did and like how it wasn't supposed to happen and everything. And I was just like, wow, that is crazy. Like it just blew me away. Yeah. And I just I just think Vic did an excellent job with this song. Definitely definitely my favorite song on the album. Yeah, definitely by far my favorite as well. Um I know that's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's it's by far and away my favorite. Um, it's it's the one from the first listen that immediately grabbed me and made me go back to it because I didn't understand the full story at first. Um, yeah. So so it kind of just grabs you right to be right off the first listen, and yeah, that that was the thing. And this is something I'll address later in the podcast. But um, when we talk about when we talk about Vic and the way he's able to create a narrative and th- use these three different stories, but you you have empathy for each story for each right, side of yeah. the story. Like you have empathy for Vic who lost his homie. You have empathy for the homie who lost his life, uh, kill a camp. And then you have, and then you have the empathy from the guy talking about how, you know, he's just trying to make some money. He's just trying to make things happen. Like, like and, provide for his you know, family. I think yeah, that's provide what for his family. About. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the fact that when he shoots them for pulling, for thinking that he's pulling a gun, even though he doesn't have a gun. And it's just, um, and it's just, it shows this kind of like this, like that, that dark kind of poetic justice, like I, like I mentioned earlier. And to me, it's, it's just everything about the storytelling is it storytelling rather that is, is such top notch to me. Um, this is a phenomenal track. This is definitely going in my top 100 tracks of the year for hip hop. Uh, which is a podcast I'll do at the end of the year, and um, and um, even the little things like the like the mixing with the uh, of the vocals of the female phone conversation is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. every little detail, this song is just perfect. The dream delivers on his verse, um, so crazy, crazy yeah. to me. I also I thought it was funny. Like just in the middle of it, he just kind of like took a cheap shot at Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was so funny. That was so funny. Um, I love that line too. Every time I, I every time I hear it, you know, not that I despise Mac. I, I actually I actually like Macklemore probably better than the next guy, um, as a person, not as an artist. But um, but <laughs> it's it's still it's still funny. I still enjoy those cheap shots at him for the for the Grammys situation. Yeah, but um, all right. I'll let you move on. So give me your give me your last track you want to talk about. All right, the last track I want to talk about is Wings. So that song um, features Pharrell, uh, Pharrell Williams. Uh, his product Pharrell produced the song as well, and his production is really really good on it. I thought um, 
I like the message behind the song, like just kind of about talking about moving on and letting go of his past troubles. And his lyricism throughout the song is really good. Um, Pharrell did a great job on the hook on his part of the song. Um, he just, Vic just kind of gives you like this crazy insight into his, uh, his addiction and his extremely like dark thoughts. Like the whole part of his last verse is like him yelling at himself or his mind yelling at him about how he's not going to be shit, how he's not supposed to do this and that. And just kind of like how like mentally insane he is. Um, and I actually had like one thing I wanted to, to tie into this because I, I have this theory that I've like noticed. I watch a lot of interviews on just like artists in general, um, rappers, uh, you know, like seventies bands and stuff like that, like everybody. Mm -hmm. And there to me is a correlation between like mental illness or like mental un uh, instability and like greatness in the music world. And so this kind of like when I listened to this album, because I, I knew like he talks about it on there's a lot going on about how like kind of messed up his life is like, you know, with drugs and all this other stuff like his mind, his mind is just in another place. And so like when I heard this, it's just kind of like fed more proof to this theory I have that there's there's a strong correlation between being mentally insane and still being like great in the music industry. So this, this just shows you like this song in specific shows you how mentally crazy he is with, um, his verses and just like talking about different things. Um, and then at the end, he kind of flips the meaning on spread your wings, uh, because he talks about it in the beginning. He's like throughout the song, he talks about spread your wings as like move on and get past your past, all this stuff that's happened, just like move on with your life. Don't worry about it. And then at the end, um, he talks about like falling off of a building and spreading his wings, which is like contemplating, uh, suicide. So it was like a really simple thing that he added in there, but I thought it was really effective. It caught me at the end of the song. Yeah. It's a, it's a great song for the, for the reasons you mentioned as far as the, the mental instability and, and the mental the mental challenges that artists often face and so um i think that that was the most important part from this song too i agree with you um is vic showing that side of him and um it really shows a side that is common in a lot of artists um that that we see in the industry we often hear about how music how the music industry creates this level of almost insanity for these artists and right you know, kind of traps them and, and it kind of traps their mind and makes them go crazy and everything. And so Vic doing this um, on the album is dope because I'm all for raising awareness in situations that aren't really uh, commonplace knowledge or or aren't in for or aren't um, the messages and passed through enough. So I think that this was this is a good song for that reason. Uh, Pharrell also made a great performance in this song. Uh, no ideas production on this is fantastic and so to me this is one of the songs where Vic Vic got it all right um even even with his vocal performances I liked his vocal performances a lot um again this is another Kid Cudi type song to me as well yeah um so I I really like this song I think that he did 
uh, I think you did a great job with everything on this song. Yeah, it's just really dark, and sometimes like those dark songs are kind of what help pull an album together too, because it just keeps you keeps you like enticed to keep listening because you're like you don't know this stuff about these people right until you hear it and then just some of the stuff they say is just like crazy exactly exactly um i'm gonna jump to my last track which is down for some ignorance and so um the first thing that stands out to me when i hear this track for the first time is the vibe of the instrumental gives off it gives off like this feeling that i'm approaching like a dramatic climax um kind of like a kind of like a mad city off of good kid mad city where it just it feels like you're reaching you're reaching the climax of the story and a core part of this instrumental comes from a sample of uh sean williams of a sean williams song called down for some ignorance which is actually what the the hook and and um the vocals and everything come from but um this song vic does a good job of like creating like i said this level of like paranoia or hysteria as well as spite and revenge for what happened in the previous track heaven on earth so the the song topic is basically about uh about what happens in in uh heaven on earth when his friend dies when his friend's murdered and so uh he's going through this level this this kind of mixture of like paranoia as well as like a spite and a and a desire for bet for revenge and it shows a to me, it shows like a lot of hypocrisy in in Vic Mensa, the character that he wants to be peaceful, but he also wants revenge for his homie, who was murdered. And so, this theme is not new. Um, we've seen it, we've heard it before for many times from artists like Kendrick Cole, etc. Um, Logic as well. Uh, but I always love this theme, and I hope it continues to be hammered home because it shows kind it shows kind of a major problem within the African community and that, and that it faces and that all these artists, you know, preach about uniting the black community. But at the same time, a lot of these artists like Vic, Cole, Kendrick, Logic, etc., have lost family or friends at the hand of another member of the black community, which kind of creates this divide. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm a spokesman on this issue, but I hope that it continues to be pushed in hip hop because this is a message that can reach the community it affects and you know, that's not to say that doesn't affect every community, but it's pro it's predominant in the African American community. And so I think that this song, not only from just a just a sonic standpoint, is very good in that it creates this climax, that it creates this drama. Um, but it also it also kinda to wrap up this soliloquy, it also kinda goes and, and ties in with this with this issue that's really been important in the inner city of uh, of African American communities, and it's it's a problem. It's it's a problem, and it's um, and it's got to be it's got to be in my mind. It's got to be pushed more. It's got to be talked about more. Yeah, I I agree. A lot of good stuff you just talked about. Um, so initially, of course, I'm always excited to see Chief Key features featured on tracks. Now, um, I'm not gonna say I was a huge Chief Key fan when he was coming up and blowing up and everything, but like. I've come to really appreciate just like the influence that he's had on the game. Right. And so when I see Chief Keef featured on a track, especially when it's Chicago rap, um, it's it's very exciting for me. So, I mean, overall, I did like the song a lot, but it didn't blow me away like I was expecting it to. I thought it was going to be 
I just thought it was going to be a little harder, you know, like if Chief Keith comes on a song, usually it's like a banger. And, right. And, um, you know, with Vic, like always, you get you get some good bars and some nice rhyme schemes and everything. Um, and I did like I liked the song sonically, but and and I don't know if he was going for this with this song. And I, I want to say he wasn't just because of the way like he used Chief Keef and himself. But like if he was if he was really trying to make something that was like a banger, it's definitely right. it's not hard enough. But I really like the song. I The only thing I was a little bit disappointed in was that he didn't use Chief Keef enough on the song. Uh, he was used like at the beginning, but I would have liked to see him like on the hook instead of right. Rick or something. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I like the song. It was good. Um, but it, it just wasn't what I was expecting at all. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I can understand, um, you know, coming in with Chief Keefe and him being almost like a minor role as opposed to a more major role. But right. um, I like it a lot. To me, it it, it really is kind of, the, it, it really is, well, Heaven on Earth is sort of, in a way, the climax of this album. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in like the terms of events that happen, that really affect Vic, and so this seems like that that right after and and still in the moment of the climax when it's like like to me this reminds me a lot of you know a lot of the the XXX or the or the um, Mad City you know not to keep comparing them to Kendrick but in terms of in terms of the events and and the topic as well of wanting revenge and. and Again, it, it kind of it kind of is a real good continuation. Like that three part, um, that three parts with the with the dream song, which is heaven on earth, then the then the card skit, and then and then this. It really just to me was it really was an amazing part of the central album. Like it lifted to me the whole entire album. Yeah, definitely, and the, and the substance of the song is really good as well. Right, I, I would definitely agree with you there. Yeah, and so um, if you're ready for it, we can jump into overall thoughts. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, so go ahead and give me a rating and then um, and, and why you gave it that rating. Okay, so my rating overall, I would say, is probably around a 7.5 on this. Um, okay. Overall, I like the album, and I, and I like what Vic does. I like the way he raps. I like that he has substance to his music that he talks about a lot. Um, but I think this album was it was it was good, but not great. Um, yeah, it was pretty much what I was expecting to be honest. Like I knew it was gonna be good, cause Vic. I've never really heard anything bad from Vic to be honest. Um, there's some really dope songs, and there was some songs that I was just kind of like, eh, not not my favorite. Um, it's pretty real and and deep and gives the listener a good insight to his life, which is good because it is titled the autobiography. Um, but comparing it to other debut albums. And I think that's why I gave it seven and a half is because if you look at other debut albums of some of these great, great, great artists that we've had, a lot of their stuff that they released initially was some of their best. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it wasn't, like I said, it's not that I didn't like it at all. Like I really liked the album, but in comparison, it it was just good, not great. Um, yeah, it, it, it was, wasn't that debut classic. Correct. You know? yeah. It wasn't that documentary that yeah. you know whatever. And like I said before, when I was talking about my expectations, 
I don't think this is the peak of Vic at all. I think we have maybe maybe two maybe one two three more projects before we really get the best Vic. I think that's when he'll really have the game where he needs to be and he'll he'll understand it the best. He's got some growing to do as an artist and I think as he matures and everything he'll be able to produce some really good stuff. Uh, this was definitely a step up from his last mixtape. Um, but they were pretty slim pretty similar in some aspects I thought. There was a lot of there was a lot of um, similar sonics and and uh, even though it was a mixtape, obviously it wasn't going to be as good it was only i think it was like six tracks or something like that um but overall i, I felt the same comparing that as a mixtape as i would to this as a debut album um the rapping was good the production was really solid um and my favorite songs were heaven on earth and wings just for how real and like heartfelt they were uh those were my two favorite while listening to it and then my uh my least favorite were gorgeous and coffee and cigarettes as we explained earlier right um so i i want to i want to follow up by saying um so so you just to be clear like what else other than coffee and cigarettes and it doesn't have to be specific songs rather but but moments um so besides coffee and cigarettes and gorgeous um where did the album fall short for you or was that the only fault no no um those two songs were my least favorite, and then towards the end, I kind of got like a little more bored with um, the fire. Next time, uh, that and then I don't know if you include the bonus tracks, but I did really like OMG with Pusha T. That's that track was fire. They were yeah, like they were going in, um, and I read the story on how they put that together. That was really cool. Um, the song Rage, um, like I said, it, like it was just it was just good. It wasn't great. Um, and the same with the fire next time, just good, not great. Um, and then those other two songs, the gorgeous and coffee and cigarettes. But other than that, like I liked it a lot of it, especially like the first three tracks were really good. Homewrecker was solid, and then Heaven on Earth, obviously, uh, Card Cracker, that skit, and then the Down for Some Ignorance, those were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think we're I think we're kind of approaching the same relatively the same uh view although i have a different rating than you i have a 6.5 out of 10 um i think it's a pretty solid album only one song i dislike coffee and cigarettes um then there's a few okay songs the rest are very solid overall not many skips um the album is is definitely a clash of sounds and while the production is great and consistent i don't feel vic is like some of his singing performances to me like um, and this is where the whole album falls short to me is um, Coffee and Cigarettes and We Could Be Free are kind of, in my opinion, cringeworthy singing. Um, I feel he could do a lot better. And, and he showed it on this very album with great, um, with great melodies on songs like Homewreckers, Say I Didn't, and The Fire Next Time. So um, it wasn't, the consistency wasn't there in the singing. Yeah. Um, I think he could have either done less singing and I'd have been fine with it. Or he could have just um, delivered better performances. Um, I would have liked to have seen him be more consistent on that end. But um, the other flaw in this project is, in my opinion, Vic has these songs. You know, we we kind of talked about when we talked about coffee and cigarettes because that's a big part of the album is 
his him addressing his infidelity like he does on songs like Home Record, Gorgeous, like we said, uh, Coffee and Cigarettes. And to me, the problem here is Vic fails to connect with me, and he doesn't really do a good job making me, the listener, empathetic for Vic. Right. Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying that because Vic, it, because of the situation of infidelity. Um, I'm I'm saying it because he fails to make me feel any type of compassion for him in that situation. You know, whenever you think he's gonna say, you know, whenever you think he's gonna you know, show why it's a struggle for him. He'll, he'll follow up with a line, you know, she had a pumpkin, she had a pumpkin ass. How could I not smash? Yes, like, you dude, know. I forgot to bring that up, man. Oh my yeah. God. When I listened to him and he said that, I was like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, it's like, how are we supposed to feel any type of empathy for you? How are we supposed to feel anything? Um, as far as, as, as far as any remorse for you. And, and, you know, to me, that's what makes, um, a lot of artists more likable, and it, it it's what makes them their characters a lot more um, a lot more uh, three dimensional. Is when you show like the is when you you know show the the vulnerability. And Vic could have been real vulnerable about this topic, but he chose not to be. Right. And so that's to me where the disconnect is. But um, but then on other topics, he again this comes to the consistency because on other topics. He addresses, uh, you know, when he talks about his upbringing and 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 all the stories, you know, especially on tracks like "Heaven on Earth" and you know, and and it's it's his way he's able to make uh, those characters or make us be empathetic towards those characters, like like we just talked about um, in the song "Heaven on Earth." He makes me feel, he makes us feel empathetic for three different characters, um, three different point of views you know, telling the same story. And, you know, that shows that he can do it. He just didn't do it throughout this whole album. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, if if there was any way he could have made that connect with us. But um, but I thought that that was definitely where it fell short for me is um, I couldn't really buy into the full character of Vic Mensa because, of, because this was half the album. So, if it was one or two songs, it's okay. It it is what it is. But when it's a when it's a big portion, when it's nearly half the album, it's gotta be it's gotta be important and it's gotta connect. And so, to me, um, the select singing I mentioned and the infidelity disconnect were really the only lows on this album. Um, he doesn't show to me. There's not a lot of amazing lyricism on this album. There's moments, but he counters all all these criticisms with the great storytelling and the versatility in both vocal performances, because I do think he did have some great uh, melodies that he used throughout this album. Yeah, definitely. And, and so, you know, with this album, he proved to me that he can create, that he can not only rap, but he can create a cohesive album. So to me, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, because like I said, some of the singing, um, some of the substance was a little lackluster for Vic Mezza, but overall, the the highs were the highs were really high like this showed me a lot of potential yeah i th- i think we we pretty much feel the same way about it i might have just been a little more generous on my <laughs> on my album rating than you were right so um so before we get out of here then i'll let you um i'll let you say you know kind of projecting you you kind of created this um you kind of or alluded to this rather in the beginning of the podcast 
when you talked about, you know, projecting forward for Vic Mensa. So if we're to project forward, how do you feel about Vic Mensa? How do you think this album may have changed or didn't change your, your views on Vic? Uh, it didn't change my views on Vic. Uh, it opened me up to his life and like, it's like definitely crazy. Like the way he is, um, I didn't know that, but overall, like this, the song quality and everything like that. And just how he, how he performs on projects has pretty, pretty much maintained the same. Like I said, the way I would rate, um, his last mixtape, there's a lot going on and the way I rated this are pretty similar. Um, I see similarities there and I just I just think he has he has room for improvement which is good and I just don't think we've seen the best from him. I think I think he's only like 24 years old, isn't he? Right. Yeah, he's 23 or 24, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so he's he's definitely got time. I think, you know, we we're going to look we're going to look back on him in like 3 to 4 years and really see how much he's progressed. Yeah, and um, I hope you're right because um, to kind of go on this sh- this sorry this short rant um, to me I I think I, I agree with a lot of your sentiments. Like if Vic can become more consistently great, I think he can deliver a more it definitely an exceptional album. I I can see it in his future. Um, I know that your debut album is often for a rapper their best album for many reasons like the hunger, the buzz. And quite frankly, the maybe the most important factor is budget. Now, I know I'm kind of speculating here, but I don't feel like Vic did quite the numbers he was expecting. And I fear that that's going to hinder his bu- budget for the next project, which would be a shame because I think, I think Vic can grow and mature, like you said, and get better. And I think he can do a better album than this if, um, if he gets the opportunity and the faith from the label moving forward. So to me... You know, I, I don't feel this is often talked about in rap enough, and I've said it before on podcasts that I feel that a lot of artists are kind of thrown by the wayside after an underperforming debut LP, as opposed to um, as opposed to not re- continuing to receive that support so that they can grow and nourish and develop develop. And so, um, to me, you know, I didn't want to just put this speculation out there because it is all just speculation, but. I, I wanted to put it out there for the reason that to show my faith in Vic and I that I see his potential. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what did he sell first week? Um, you know, I was trying to look at that and I couldn't find it. Okay. Um, I it's, just I just no know that I just know that it peaked at um 27 on the on the U.S. Billboard. Okay. So it didn't do exceptionally well. It wasn't yeah. a top. It wasn't a top ten album. The thing about Vic though which is good is his fan base. He's got a pretty like strong core. Yeah. Which is always almost like good. a logic rat pack. Right. Not nearly as aggressive and, uh, and, and strong as Large, the rat yeah. pack, but he's got that similar. He's got like, you know, I don't know, maybe like 50,000 to a hundred thousand, like really strong fans that aren't going anywhere. And the way he came up is good for him because if he were to, just you know come up and 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 sign with jay and have like no fan base behind him but he was like popping for a minute you know when he was collaborating with kanye and stuff and then all of a sudden he drops a project like this and he has no core fan base then he might be in trouble because he wouldn't have he wouldn't have that loyal that loyalty that's always going to stand by him 
regardless of whether he drops a mediocre project, a, a shitty project, or a, f a fantastic project. So, um, if if he can continue to to be likable as Vic Mensa and keep his name out there, he's going to he's going to succeed. He's going to do fine. He'll have he'll have enough backing with that core fan base. And hopefully that grows as before he puts yes. out his his next album, um, but I think he'll be fine. And he really he needs to take time in between this and his next album. I think he needs to not rush it. If it took him two years to put out another album, I would be completely fine with that. And you know I'm right. not I wouldn't say I'm like one of his core fans, and they might not be as happy about that. But like if you look at some of the great artists, like you know. Back in like the '90s and early 2000s, it was normal to drop an album every three years. Like people weren't yeah. mad. And for him, he needs to mature and get make sure he has enough content to talk about, and that he's changed as a person enough to release a project that people are gonna uh, rave and talk about a lot. Yeah, I agree. So I I agree. I just had to put it out there as something that. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a big thing that we often see in the industry is yeah. that, mm -hmm. um, right. after a debut, if it's, if it's not, um, if it, if it's not to standards of the label, they, they kind of drop the support, but I would tend to have faith in Vic Mensa's, um, support system with the label because, you know, Hove is very interested in, uh, in Vic. And, you know, he talked about that throughout the process, how, how Hove was was working with them throughout the process of the album, and so if you got Hove's if you got Hove support, you know that you're, you're probably in a you're probably in a good place moving forward. One hundred percent. Um. So go ahead and give me uh. Then did you give me your favorite tracks already? Yeah. Uh. Heaven yeah. on Earth and Wings were my two favorite. Right. Heaven on Earth and Wings. Okay. So um. Then I'll I'll give off mine. Um. Heaven on Earth. Say I didn't and uh the fire next time which um i was actually surprised that you didn't like um you didn't like it as much as as much as i did i i love that song to me that was definitely that was definitely one of the best vocal performances he did as far as his singing but anyways um thank you for coming on the show connor uh why don't you why don't you plug yourself because you do great work my friend thank you i appreciate that so all right so i do um I do hip hop reviews, and more than that, I've reviewed. Um, I reviewed, gave my thoughts on like the Double XL freshman class. I reviewed the Tupac movie, and I've done some album reviews since then. Uh, I've recently taken a little bit of a break due to um, personal time and circumstances, but I'm getting ready to get back into the swing of things, and I'm very excited about it. You can follow me on Twitter, where which is where I post everything from from opinions and thoughts to all my content on YouTube. The Twitter at is Kickback Hip Hop. Um, if you search hashtag KBHH on Twitter, you'll find it. And then uh, the YouTube channel, which is where I post everything. I don't do any SoundCloud or anything like that yet. Um, the reviews on there are at Kickback Hip Hop as well. If you search that, they will come up. Um, I do more of more sh uh, some shorter reviews. I I take time and and edit everything together so that it flows nicely. And, um, you know, for the person that doesn't want to sit there and listen to a 30-minute review, they want to just hear my thoughts on, in, in a quick five minutes and my breakdown of every track, um, you can listen to those there. Hmm. But 
thank you as well, man. I appreciate it. It's always, always a pleasure to hang out with you and talk about hip hop and music in general. Yeah, no problem. No problem, man. It's always dope having you on. Um, so fans, if you don't know, I always put the link in the description to everything um, that my guests do as well, as well as my own stuff. You can find a link to my own stuff. Um, you can find it on Twitter at real Chris Platty. That's C H R I S P L A T T E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Just kidding. Follow anyways. Um, I, I'm also on Facebook at Chris Platty, and so either either one of those two, you can find easily the links to um, Chris to ChrisPlatty.com, which will be launching soon, and as well as my as well as my iTunes and Poppy, which are the two places my my content are now. But again, um, starting soon, you will be you will be seeing me on YouTube, um, SoundCloud. I'm not sure on because we don't know the future of SoundCloud right now. But um, it, every every platform that I can be that will allow podcasts, uh, my podcast, Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk, will um, be on. So if you're a first time listener and you don't know, um, those are the changes that you can expect coming very soon, and as well as um, as well as for my for my listeners who are new to this uh, new to the hip hop channel um again i also do basketball i do my strictly hoop talk which is on the nba um i have a lot of guests i have uh even some hip hop guests like ken from dead end hip hop uh has been on the podcast a few times so check that out if you're a hoops fan and um great content for the hip hop channel coming soon I'm definitely going to do another quarter review with uh, with Kayla and Chris. That's going to be great. And then um, on top of that, on top of that, I'm going to have um, 444 still being reviewed. There's a reason I'm holding out for it, and you'll know when I um, when I do that. So again, a lot of dope content coming soon for the hip hop uh, for the hip hop channel. Also going to get back to some local artist stuff too. But Connor, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me.